The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. It's my privilege and pleasure to welcome, like Pastor would say, someone very, 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 very special to us. It's been here before and we're still reeling from the Kingdom OS. That powerful message that was impactful. So with a clap offering unto the Lord, let's welcome Pastor Sunde Odusote, aka Reverend Doc of ROCCG, Day Spring Ikeja. I know this face. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm sure you're clapping for the Lord, not me. You are clapping for the Lord. You are clapping for the Lord. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. And I'm sure He's here to do you good. He's here to visit with you. He's here to love you. He's light here to just bless you, to increase you, to enlighten you, to give you His light. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, I'm excited to be in God's presence this morning. And it's a good house to be. It's a good house to be. Hallelujah. Uh, and it's an honor for me to be here. There's a song you sang about Alak Barak. worship you this morning we exalt you we magnify your name you are awesome you are powerful there's none like unto you there's none to be compared with you you are the great and mighty one you are the one that dwell in a life that's not approachable but the mystery of all of that that we can come boldly by the new and living way by the name of just by the blood of the lamb and receive audience with you the mighty one but we thank you for that privilege of sonship, of access, <laughs> of
of glory. Lord, this morning we approach your throne room. We approach you afresh. Lord, by the Spirit, teach us. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Lord, there's a present truth that we require for the next stage of our lives. Lord, we are trusting you by the Spirit, by the Holy Ghost to reveal to us that present truth that is needed for us. Lord, we thank you. We honor you. We thank you for the great work you are doing in this house. We thank you for the vessels we are using to do this work and the people you are supporting them with. We thank you for their lives. We ask that your grace and mercy will come to be upon their lives. Lord, we thank you. We honor you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. God bless you. Hallelujah. Well, I'm happy to be here this morning, and I can say to you, this is home for me also. And I actually appreciate Pastor Femi, his wonderful wife, Pastor Dami. No, it's not easy for you to just open your church somebody, <laughs> and you go away. I, I don't take open like that lightly, and by God's grace, I will do well in Jesus' mighty name. So I appreciate you, Pastor Femi. Pastor Dami, I appreciate you, and I appreciate everyone here supporting the work and for you to show up every Sunday, and I'm sure you're going to be blessed by the Lord, and I'm sure he's going to bring a current truth, current word from next Sunday in Jesus' mighty name. Well, the Bible says, an elder that was served well, you should honor them. So there's an elder in the house, uh, pastor, we call him Brother Banky. Uh, his generation actually prepared the way for us in UI in those days. I want to thank you, sir, for what you have done, and I, I believe people like us were produced after the generation in UI, and we have been, by God's will, we have built on this foundation, and God will come to honor you, sir, and bless you and increase you in Jesus' mighty name. I remember, Pastor Richard, we, we cooked up a little bit in Cape Town, yeah, and you did a very good work, sir. Afterward, I saw the church, I saw the new pastor there also doing great, and we, we thank the Lord for that. Hallelujah. Uh, well, the, the, the Spirit of God is one. You know, the first service, I saw the new stream and got an insight to what it's all about. But do you know that the word God gave you guys is the same word God gave us at the church? Although it's a different way, but God said to us in my uh, local assembly that the river is here. And he said the river is overflowing in its banks. That's new streams. That's overflow. That was okay. And he said to us, uh, it's, it's coming in waves. Coming in waves. Coming in waves. And said so he's bringing stuff to us. That means, and, and that's what I'm excited about this morning that I'm sure there's overflow is here. It's here. But the truth is that there's an attitude to the overflow. There's a positioning of your heart. Uh, some of the things I'm going to share with us will help us. Amen. And I'm sure some of the word that the pastor will also bring uh, also will, will help us. But God is awesome. I can say this to you. Our God is doing some new things in the church. No, I remember one of the sermons I preached about streams, and it's different from this. It was like God says there are two streams. Two streams. I just felt I should share that with you. He said there's a stream where it is line upon line, precept upon precept. There's a stream that will come to you. I'm just talking about a sermon that we, we preached some time ago. Is There's a stream where it's line upon line, precept upon precept. God will give you word that you build upon, line upon line. We'll say, do this, you do it, do this, you do it. And say there's a stream that you have nothing to do. God will just come. <laughs> he will do his stuff. So you need to, and I'm sure God is preparing his church and actually you in mind. But tomorrow this stream. So there's a stream that will come to you, be line upon line, 
principle of precept. And as you align yourself with that line upon line, God will do his things. That means you will do your part, God will do his part. You know, and there's a part that God will just do his thing. You have nothing to do with it. You just show up and do stuff in your life. And, and it's a blessing also. Amen? And I know God will, will help us in Jesus' mighty name. But let me also say this to you, sirs and man. One of the key things that I've learned of late, or I'm learning a new, is that if you honor God, there's nothing God will do from you. He told me clearly, say, son, if you honor me, there's nothing I cannot give unto you. Nothing. So this morning, again, we're going to look at how faith works. How faith works. And if you look at Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verse 6, if you're in the first, second experience, I'm sure God will speak to you again. Amen. Don't, don't, don't stress like they will say in South Africa. Don't stress. Uh, God will speak to you again. <laughs> Hebrews 11, verse 6 says, But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So you cannot please God without faith. But let me look at, is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So you cannot seek God casually. You have to seek God intentionally and you have to do it consistently. He only rewards people who seek him that way. But number two, you also know that God says you cannot please him without faith. I'll give you some working definition of faith that I believe will be usable, useful to you. What is faith? Faith is standing in agreement with God and his word in the face of contrary physical evidence. Faith is standing in agreement with God and his word in the face of contrary physical evidence. And that definition of faith is absolute confidence in God. Absolute confidence in God is also faith. Faith is also seeing circumstances and situation through the eyes of God. Seeing circumstances and situation through the eyes of God or from God's perspective. So you are seeing things, circumstances, physical evidence through the eyes of God or from God's perspective. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So you can see from this working definition that you cannot really please God if you don't have confidence in him. You cannot please God if you don't side with God in, in contrary to other, other physical evidence. You cannot please God if you don't see things the way he sees things. Bible says, can two work together except they be agreement? So, faith is that working in agreement with God. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Child of God, the day you gave your life to Christ, you cease to be a natural being. Although you are in this world, but you are not of this world. You are in this world, but you are not of this world. So, once you gave your, the day you gave your life to Christ, and the, after the new birth, everything about you changed. There was a transformation. Although you still have the same look, but there's a spiritual being, which is real you, that was changed. And that being lives in a different world from the natural world. It's like there was a factory reset. You were restored back to the way God created us in the beginning. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So we cannot longer make value judgment about same things based on physical evidence. If you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. 
Second Corinthians to the four verse eighteen says, "For all things, sorry, I'm running ahead of myself." Second eighteen, right, right, with that. See, why we don't look at things which are seen? That means we don't focus on things that are seen, or we don't make judgment based on things that are seen. Why we do not look at things that are seen, but things which are not seen? Because things that are seen are temporal or subject to change. Whatever I can feel, touch, taste is subject to change. But the things that are not seen are permanent. So the moment we give a life to Christ, you cannot make value judgment. You cannot close any case based on physical evidence, based on what you can touch, see, smell, or taste. That's the realm of the natural man. The natural man can only make judgment based on the final authority, which is the word of God. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So there's a reality there. So God is saying to us, in this new realm, new way of living, which is the real thing, that's the way we need to live, is that physical evidence does not conclude the matter. My pocket is empty today doesn't mean that's the end of the story. <laughs> I don't have any money in my bank account doesn't mean that's the end of the story. I don't have a car now doesn't mean the end of the story. I'm feeling some pain in my body doesn't mean the end of the story. The fact that I don't have a job today doesn't mean that's the end of the story. So that's, the, that's too listed, but that's not the final authority. Amen? So that's what that's what saying. You cannot make, you cannot conclude any matter on your life in my life based on what physical evidence is revealing to me. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Let me say this to your sons and mass. Your present day reality is based on who you are and what you know. What you can see, what you can envision is based on who you are. And let me say, who you are depends on your perception of who you are. If you see yourself as a child of God and you understand your reality of a child of God, then you function that realm. And also be, it's also based on your insight that you have about who you are. Child of God, if you don't know that you're a child of a president, you don't act like one. True or false? True. They can slap you on the road through this place and you just maintain but you see, once you know <laughs> that you're a child of God, or once you know you have certain rights, there's a bounce, there's a, an attitude, there's a real realm you function in. Let me just take some side journey. No, <laughs> O-level physics, we're taught. Light traveling in a straight line. That's what we're taught. And as a student in O-levels, my reality about physics and light is that light only travels in a straight line. We are asked to do the experiment at prism. You remember those things you did physics? You put pin and you look and you. They said light, and they said that's the evidence that light travels in a straight line. But, but when I got to A levels, they told me, <laughs> under certain conditions, light does not travel in a straight line, it travels in waves. Ah. But you know, I had to embrace that truth to pass. True? If you don't embrace it, I say, no, they taught me, it will fail. But that's a reality. So, if I was, as an A-level student, I went back to my secondary school. I started talking to the physicist. I said, no, it's not true that light travels the same light. He said, okay, you're lying. True? Because his reality is light only travels in a straight line. But when your reality is changed, your perception will change. And what you can do with that perception is, is different. You know, of late, I also studied something in medicine called immunology. They explain how you have asthma, allergy, and all that. There are things I didn't see with my physical eyes. 
but I can travel in my mind to see those things. They'll tell me that there are some cells that produce these chemicals, there are receptors, and once the receptors is engaged, you have seasonal asthma, you have al allergy. And there are people who are developing medicine to block those receptors, and they're working. Have I seen those receptors before? No. But I know they're real. I have traveled there in my mind. So my reality has changed. And so if I'm talking to somebody who is not learned in that realm, it will say, ah, Oga 419, OJ, Fabu. True. But it's not been there. It's not living in my world. That is what faith is all about. Faith is a reality that you must engage in. So when you're talking to somebody who is a non-believer and you are saying you are healed by his stripes, he said you are foolish. He's saying that because the Bible says he cannot design what you are designing. He's not living your reality. Even there are some Christians who are not your reality. They're born again. But they are not in the realm. They don't know what you know. They don't have insight to what you have insight to. Your reality is the function of the insight that you have. And God is saying to you this morning, for you to walk in the fullness of the new streams, your reality must change. Your reality must change. That's true. See, when God gives you a word or a prophetic word for a church, is to change your reality, to take you to a new level of expression, to take you into a new level of living. But you must come up higher in your mind. You must renew your mind. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. But let me say this also to you. Faith is not denial. Faith is not saying what is there is not there. But faith is saying it is truly stated, but it's not the truth. It's a fact. Your empty back at times is truly stated, but it's not the truth. The pain you are feeling is truly stated, but that's not the truth. The only truth is the word of God. But it is truly stated. So you are not denying the facts, but you are deploying the truth. Amen? You are not denying the fact. So somebody says to you, you are lying. I'm not lying. I'm not saying that fact does not exist, but that's not the ultimate. You are saying that's not the reality that I live in. You are deploying a higher reality that will cause that thing to change. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Like I said, not everybody is walking in that realm. So don't argue people. They say you are lying. Okay, no problem, Oga. I'm lying. But do you know that when you deploy the spiritual energy and that reality, they will come to your celebration. They will. They will. Because whatever you deploy, spiritually speaking, God will honor. And same people that are saying, ah, you are lying, will come and say, ah, Oga, how did you do it? Say, the same thing. The same principle. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So don't argue with people. I, I don't argue with people. I, I don't blame them. I don't run them down. It's because they have not seen what I'm seeing. You know, they are, look at the apostles. They says, what we have handled, what we have looked into of the word of life, we are showing you. So if somebody has not handled what you have handled, uh, why are you arguing with the person? The person has not looked into what you have looked into. Why are you saying you argue? There's no argument now. He's not, he's not been where you have been to. God, no, Paul said, I know a man who has been taken to a third, fourth heaven. He said he has seen things that's not lawful for him to share. God has lifted you beyond some people. So don't argue with them. Just say, oh God, sorry, oh, I'm talking to the wrong crowd. Some of you, you are talking to the wrong people. You are talking to the people that you're supposed to be talking to. Talk to somebody that will challenge your faith, that will stir you up. Not that will say you are foolish. Child of God, the new streams demands a new form of thinking. 
a perspective. <laughs> Hallelujah. And let me say this to you. Faith is not a panic button that you press when you're in trouble. It's a lifestyle. You know, some of us treat faith as parachutes. That where ah, I'm in trouble now, let me wear my parachute. Let me, no. The Bible said, the just shall live by faith. It's a lifestyle. Your confidence in God is 24-7. Your siding with God is 24-7. Seeing the way God sees things is 24-7. It's not a panic button that you press when you're in trouble. That's why some of us treat faith. Faith is the life. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Romans 1, 17, Abba 2, 4, Hebrews 10, 38. The just shall live by faith. Your faith is your lifestyle. You are supposed to live in a new realm, a new perspective. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Hebrew, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 13. So all the things we have said is just opening statements. Is that Okay. <laughs> so we are going to get to the real thing now. Hebrews, no, Second Corinthians rather, Second Corinthians four, thirteen. Second Corinthians four, thirteen. Are we there? He said, "We having the same spirit of faith." It's not another type of faith. Say, we, as body of believers, we have the same spirit of faith. According to as the written, I believed, and therefore I've spoken. We also believe, and therefore we speak. Child of God, when you don't declare with your mouth what you believe, you are not going anywhere. Say, we have the same spirit of faith. We have the same spirit of faith. If you believe something, you must open your mouth to declare what you believe. Because that's the way the economy of the world you belong to, the kingdom you belong to works. Faith actually is the currency, means of exchange in the new kingdom you belong to. You trade, not like we trade with Naira, dollars, whatever you trade with. Faith is the thing that you send to everyone, like everyone's <laughs> checkers or whatever, <laughs> and they deliver. Faith is the mode, is the medium of exchange in the kingdom of God. We're going to look at some principles that you need to deploy regularly to make your faith work all the time. See, a lot of us, what we have benefited from regularly is that you come to a service where there's anointing and the anointing is so heavy, you don't have to have faith to be in some service to get healed, to get promoted, to get something delivered to your hand. Because there's a spirit of faith there. But what we're talking about today is the one that, even if there's no special service, in your house, in your room, you can deploy 24-7 and it will work. It's a principle, and it's a life, like I said, it's a lifestyle that you can develop. See, over time, the steps will be so fast that you don't even know you are taking those steps, like you're breathing. But you, if you take those, if you understand this principle and you develop yourself that way, you find that you do it without knowing you're doing it. The first step to take to ensure that your faith produces all the time is must, you must hear the word of God. You must consciously expose yourself to the word of God. You must be intentional about exposing yourself to the word of God. It's, you must hear the word of God. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You see, I cannot develop confidence in God without spending time with him. The Bible says, if we walk in the light, as in light, we fellowship, we have intimacy. And when you fellowship with, like, with God, you start seeing the way God will see things. 
your perspective on life will be like God's perspective. Because you fellowship, you have intimacy with it. Say, if you walk in the light, as I'm in light, we have kononua, we have fellowship, we have intimacy, we know things, we have exchange. So, you must constantly expose yourself to the word of God. Number two, you must believe what you've heard. You must believe the word. You must embrace the word. Number three, you must say what you believe. Remember, we having the same spirit of faith. We believe and we speak. Number four, you must act out or you must give expression to your faith. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. And we're going to look at examples from scriptures that actually reinforces this principle. Mark chapter 5. Mark Gospel chapter 5. You remember this woman with the issue of blood? Praise the name of Jesus Christ. It is very informative that we can learn from her over and over again. Mark chapter 5, starting from verse 25. Mark chapter 5, from 25. The Bible says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years, and have suffered many things from many physicians, that's doctors. Let me say this, I'm a doctor. It's not bad to see a doctor. But that's not the only reality that exists in life. There's more. I'll tell you there's more beyond doctors. And you must, as a Christian, dwell in that reality. It's not a sin to see a doctor, but don't let your boss stop be doctors. Know that the king, Bible says, he, 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 was, he became sick and he did not ask the Lord. He was sick physician and he died from the sickness. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So the Bible says here, he spent all she had. It didn't get any better, but rather grew worse. 27. When he, she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. 28. For she said, underline that, if only I might touch his clothes, I shall be made well. 29. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body she was healed of the affliction. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. We can see this a few things from this woman's story. She was not getting any better. Suddenly, she had a report about Jesus Christ. The Bible says she heard about Christ. Maybe she engaged people that talked to her about Christ. She learned some principles about Christ, what he can do, what he was able to do. And something happened in her. She believed the report she heard. And following the belief, she voiced something out from her mouth. But I, I love this woman. She would have said, ah, let me go to him. And once he lays his hands on me, I will be well. And that's a good level of faith. Or if I see him face to face, he'll be okay. But I said, no, I don't need to see face. If what you, have, what you have told me is true, all I need to do is to touch his clothes. That's a higher dimension of faith to me, sir. A higher one. He said, I don't need to see You said all this is true. I don't need to see his face. He doesn't need to lay hands on me. I'm sure all I need to do is touch the, his clothes. For she said, she heard, she believed, and declared what would be a reality, our, own, our current reality then. That's what he declared with her mouth. And she acted out on her faith by moving towards just Christ to touch his clothes. And Bible recalls there, immediately she got a miracle. And look at verse 34. And he said to her, that Jesus Christ said, Daughter, your faith, not my anointing, your faith, 
your faith had made you whole. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Jesus Christ didn't say, my anointing healed you. Or my faith healed you. My power healed you. Say your faith, your faith. And she took these four steps. Had, processed the information, embraced it, and declared a reality that if I would touch, if I can touch, I'll be made whole. And she moved. And she released, she received complete healing because she believed, she heard, she believed, she declared with her mouth and moved. Second example in the same chapter of scripture, Mark 22 to 23. Mark chapter 5, 22 to 23. The same chapter of scriptures. We met another wonderful man, a ruler of synagogue. <laughs> and behold, one ruler of the synagogue came Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet to worship. That means to worship. And begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, for she, that she may be healed, and she will live. Sometimes when you read scripture, you don't know what people have to go through to get their healing. This man, we can like him to Baba Adini of one mosque around the neighborhood here. Who said to come to Pastor Femi to say, Pastor Femi, I know God is doing it again in this place, but can you please come? And not that he came to church. He was maybe on the road, or maybe shop right, or the mall. He said, Pastor, I, I know you. I said, oh God, please help me. I said, Baba, didn't you know what are you doing? I said, no, this is trouble now. I need help. That's what the man did. That means... The man, for a man of that status to do that, you no, know, Christ and the elders are not really best of friends. I'm sure he didn't care about his status in synagogue at that time. He needed help. Some of you are too cool for God. <laughs> you are too together for God. That when you have stress, you cannot worship God. You can't bow down before God. You can't bow down before the word of God. You see, faith, part of faith work is you come to a point, you say, God, your word is true, and worship. <laughs> That's it. You get to a point that says, God is all, you are all in all to me. That's worship. That's worshiping before the master. That's saying, God, let every devil, let every sacrament be a liar, but let God be true. That is worship, sir. Amen. That's what Darius, Father Darius did. A lot of we are not, we are not worshiping before the word. We are not bowing down before the word. We are not kneeling down before the word. We are too cool. You are your knowledge of whatever you have done in life, what you have taught, been taught, you, you, are too, you, are, you are still processing God with your knowledge. God says, I am that I am. You are saying, are you really sure you are I am that I am? God says, I'm Jehovah Jireh. You are saying, are you really Jehovah Jireh? God says, I'm the one that heals you. You are saying, are you the one that can really heal me? When you hear the word, when you encounter the word, you worship. You bow down. <laughs> you say, God, uh, you are all. I shared testimony during the first service. Years ago, I was going through a lot of pressure financially. And I said, God, where are you? No, someone you, ask, you argue with God, tell God, you tell God to say stuff. I said, God, I can't feel you. <laughs> so I was in a church, a friend of mine's church in the Bible. They were opening, opening their new property. I just said, let me just go in and worship and then be on my way to the gospel. In the worship service, I can't even remember the song, it's a Yoruba song. <laughs> God appeared before me as faithful. Did I say a form? No. But I sense God's presence before me and like proclaim his, his name as faithful. 
I started crying. I'm sure somebody beside me was wondering, what's wrong with this man that's crying? I started crying. I said, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's his worship, sir. I said, I'm sorry. When I got home, I told my wife, I can never be poor in this life. I said, why? I said, because I've seen God as faithful. That is how to worship before the world. You read your Bible. You read your Bible. You read your Bible. And you see a rema come to you. That is contrary to what you are feeling, what you are going through. At that point in time, God demands you to worship at that word. And say, God, it is true. It is true. And say, Father, I embrace your truth. My physical circumstances not only really have to determine what, is go- what I'm going through. The day I said to my wife, I can never be poor again in life, my pocket was still empty. <laughs> but I knew. I knew, where, I knew I had an encounter. And at that stage, my bank account information is irrelevant. What I have going for me financially was irrelevant. What was relevant was I saw him as faithful. And from now on, I declare God is faithful. I can never be poor in this life. God is, even if I open my bank account to you and it's not nothing heavy, because there are guys who are still poor, I say, well, that's what you are saying. That's truly stated, but that's not the truth. The truth is that I've seen God and he's faithful. That's what Jairus did. Saw the healer. Saw the restorer and worship. I said, oh God, you can help me. Are you worshiping at the faith of the world? Are you worshiping at the faith of the master? Sir, the new streams will demand worship at the world. The new stream to flow in a full strength, in capacity, will demand you saying, God, you are all in the face of contrary evidence. So as the time he worshiped, he also spoke. <laughs> he said, master, Come and lay your hands on my daughter. If you do so, she'll be well. Obviously, he has something about Jesus Christ. He believed what he heard and said, Oh, God, if you come and lay your hands on this child, death cannot handle her. Death cannot, is not big enough to swallow her. He heard, he believed, he spoke, he moved towards Master in worship. And he got his miracle. Read there. He went there. When he even said to the man, don't bother the master any longer. <laughs> Just guys, don't worry. <laughs> we, we are on our way. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 14. We're going to look at some few things. <laughs> and God is awesome. God is awesome. Acts 14. Acts chapter 14. Look at verse 8. Acts chapter 14. Verse 8. Bible says here, and in Lysra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a crippled man from his mother's womb, who had never walked. Who had never walked. Next verse says, this man had Paul speaking. What was Paul saying? Jesus is Lord. <laughs> Jesus can save you. Jesus can heal you. Jesus can restore all things. He was listening, and I believe he listened inten- with intensity. <laughs> Child of God, I want to beg of you. When you are in a service, any service, and you took time to leave your house, I mean, you enter your car, or you took a, a bus or transportation, you spend money, and I to come to church. It's not time to sleep. It's time to engage like this man. The Bible said the man came to church, had Paul speaking, and 
Paul, observing him intensely, seeing that he had faith to be healed. But let us stop there. For this man to have faith to be healed, I mean, he didn't, he wasn't, he wasn't daydreaming when Paul was speaking. He was engaging the word. He was embracing the word. And he believed the word. And faith came. But he had a small problem. He did not act on his faith. But thank God for mercy. <laughs> the Bible says Paul helped him. Verse 10 says, And said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Do you know that it's not just enough for you to believe, to hear, to believe, and to have faith? You must act on what you believe. You must move. This man, if not for the help of Paul, will have left that service having faith and not be healed. He probably will go home and say, God does not care about me, as, as some of us are saying. It's because sometimes when you come to church, maybe you don't engage with the word. If you engage with your faith is delivered, you have faith, but you are not making any move towards the word and a faith move towards the word. <laughs> Paul saw his faith. Saw, Paul saw that this man was ready. I said, stand up now. And he responded. But do you know the man can say, ah, how can you be shouting on me? Don't you know I'm a old man? <laughs> Some of you in church, they will give you instruction. You will feel you are being softened by people. And God said, hey, well, if you think you're too big to be instructed, then so be it. Stay with your problem. Stay with your issues. But the man acted. Let me say this to you, sirs and man, this morning. When you come to church, and I will share a pastor's testimony with you. When you come to church, especially when you need help, you must be deliberate and intentional. Years ago, like I told you, I had issues. I came to church like you are in church today. One of my pastors was preaching about my Sabbath comment. The moment he said my Sabbath comment, I said, I need to hear this word. Though. I needed Sabbath. I needed rest. So he preached. Listen, after service, I got the tape of my Sabbath comment. That time, my son who was 18 years old today was two years old. Even in my house, my son, two years old, knew there was a Sabbath comment tape in our house. You say, Daddy, is that my Sabbath comment tape? I say, yes. That means I was deliberate, intentional, and I was living to listen to it over and over again. During the, the engagement of that word, my car then was called that means God does not make anybody to cry. <laughs> and like I told the first people, there are different between a car and vehicle. Vehicle is the one that you say, Father, you must move. Car is the one you say, Father, thank you, God bless you. <laughs> I, I, that is a car. A car is the one that you kick and start, like you say. But a vehicle, say, Father, I'm going again. Father, we're going again. Don't disgrace me today. <laughs> That's a vehicle. So I had a vehicle that time. <laughs> the truth is that while I was still engaging the world, I was taking my same son to school. In front of Echo Bank on Surulere, I don't know, my, I had a flat tire. I could have said, God, you don't care about me. But I said, let every devil be a liar. My Sabbath still cometh. And Sabbath came. <laughs> the truth is that a lot of times, this process with time can be very fast like this. But with time, you start taking those baby steps. Expose yourself to the word. Embrace the word. Confess the word. Act, act on the word. And it's different dimensions. Different dimensions. See, let me just share another testimony. You know, the Cape Time Express was simple. 
2013, December 2013, I was praying, God, what's the word for the year? Some of you, you only wait for the word from the church. You don't ask God for the word for your year, yourself. <laughs> I used to, I do. Apart from praying for the word for the year, I say, God, what for me? What is my word? God is no respecter of person. You can ask God. You can say, God, what's the word for the quarter, next quarter? Ask God. He will tell you. He will tell you. Even, God can even expand new strength to you, personally, for your life, for your family, for your situation. You can say, God, it's new stream. But what is the dimension of new stream personally to me? And God will speak to you, expand it to you. You see, it's the clarity that you have that you can run with. It's the clarity. Once you have clarity, you can see, once your faith is not focused, it's easy. It's like, your faith is like a laser beam. Once it's focused, intensity, you know when you go, in those days we used to do it, you get a uh, magnifying glass and get paper and go out, sun. What happened? Fire. True? And if you don't know, you go and try. Buy magnifying glass and just put it. You see, fire will come. That's how your magnifying glass is your faith deployed and focus on a target. So you can say God. So for me, I say God. God said to me clearly, recalibrate. Recalibrate. I say God, recalibrate. And as I was thinking, God said, take this course. Take this course. I was planning. Okay, where do I go to? I was going to think to go to England. I don't have enough money to go to. I said, okay, I will take it step by step. May 2013, God is my witness. I got a call from South Africa. We are looking for a Nigerian to be trained in the same course I was planning to go for in England. Scholarship. That's how you saw me, sir. <laughs> Do you know that if I didn't ask God for word for the year, the grace was there. The stream was there. The river was there. The anointing was there. The favor was there. But it needed me to key in. Let me say to you, sons and under the sound of my voice, the new stream is the general word for the church. But there's a new stream for you, for you, for you, that you can download from heaven by saying, God, in the new stream, what are you saying to me? What are you saying to my family? And as he opens your eyes, you engage it. You ask questions. You might need to go online, sir, like I did. You might need to, you might say, God can say, look, the new stream for you is you need to take a new course. I say, the new thing for you is to show favor. No, the dimensions can be so many. But as you engage the word, as you engage the word, as you engage the word, clarity will come. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So the key thing is that every word, every word that comes to you and God says, focus on that, focus on that, focus on that. It might not be, see, sometimes you come to a service like this or any service. <laughs> It might just be a word for you. And God says, that's your word. That's for you. That's for you. You engage. The Bible says to, no Timothy, Paul says Timothy. <laughs> a lot of us get prophecy and just shout in church. Hey, prophecy, prophecy. <laughs> it's good to shout though. But that's not all there is to prophecy. The Bible said, by the reason of prophecy, wage a good warfare. So, something shows up that's negative against the prophecy. You say, No. The word of God is clear. The word of God is settled. A prophetic work has been given, and the word of God cannot be broken. It is forever settled. I declare today concerned because the word has said there's a new stream. That means a new express, a new flow, a new grace, a new anointing over my life. 
I cannot be stuck. I'm unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. I cannot be in that. I go, I have enlargement on every side. That's how to handle prophetic, sir. Amen. God will give you inspiration. You begin to say things like that. Like I said, for some time, maybe, you'd go through the process one after the other. But as you stay with it, do you know to prophesy, it takes faith. <laughs> it takes faith. The first time you say, ah, let me even share this experience. The lady came to church, at church, we had a worship experience, uh, just worship. And as she was ministering service, I saw her work in the healing anointing. I saw her work in the healing But do you know what? She backed out. I saw her walk at the edge of it and she came back. <laughs> after that, I said to her, actually, publicly, I told her and I explained to her afterwards. I said, Ma, during the time you were leading worship, I saw you walk in the edge of healing anointing. And all you have to need to do is to say, there's somebody here. The first step, you're having this. Just first step and that healing will flow. I said to me, sir, I, 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 I did also. I said, but from now on, and I'm on a case. That's the truth. I'm on a case. I won't tell you your name, but I'm on a case. I said, madam, it is there. Be bold about it. Be bold. Maybe she didn't know any better. Maybe she has no teaching, or she's afraid to say, ah, maybe I will be stupid. Maybe because she's coming to my church for the first time. It's possible I don't know the answer. I didn't ask her. But the truth that, that day, that grace came. Child of God, for your season, for your season, God has prepared something for you. You will need faith to express it. As I also share with you, <laughs> healing was not a problem for me. Not because I'm a doctor, by the way. You know that. <laughs> but because I took out time to study about healing, anointing, and how the God has prepared for us to be healed. But I was poor. And I was permitted to go, I was poor. God said, look at <laughs> Whatever you step upon is your heritage. Say, but you're not stepping on prosperity or increase that I've put in scriptures. Go and learn how I've made provision for you about increase, and I will help you. So I started reading about the provision for increase, provision for prosperity that God has brought in the covenant. And let me say this to you, sir, as a man. Increase enlargement is not for you to show that, ah, they will take for Lagos. It's not, that's not the idea. No, no. No, I used to tell God <laughs> that God, how many cars do I want to ride? How many beds do I want? How many houses do I want to live in? I said, the only thing I'm asking for is for the kingdom. I said, know my heart. I can tell you my heart. And God says, you know something God says, I know. God will talk to you. And I know the stream is here for me also. I know. No, God says prophetically, and I'm saying, I can say this to you in church now because I think it's relevant to you. See, the streams I was talking about, the two streams I'm talking about, and I think it really matters, is that God said, I'm doing something new in the church now. There's a stream that's flowing to me, towards men. I told you about two streams. Say it's flowing towards my people. The one that's line upon line, precept or precept, and the one that is something I would do on my own. But said to preserve that anointing, honor me. Say to preserve, just honor me. So the honor of the Lord is primary. So, see, and God said to me, there are people I have given change. You know what's change? Just small money. And they become too big for God. And God just laughs. <laughs> Heaven laughs. Maybe you are here this morning. You are saying, God, show me your mercy. Show me your mercy. And I will prove to you 
and faithful. God say, I've had your cry. And I'll visit with you very soon. I'll visit with you this person. <laughs> I'll visit with you. I'll visit with you. But see, the thing that will preserve that anointing is honor of the Lord. Just honor God. <laughs> Just honor God. So are you that intense? Do you know the faith we are talking about? You have done it before. You have done it before. For salvation, I'm sure you didn't see Jesus Christ on the cross. Did you see Jesus Christ on the cross? Do you ask him to, like Timothy, that Thomas said, God, uh, uh, for me to give my life to you, let me see the nails scar hand. You didn't do all of that, sir. You preached to, maybe not the first time like me, not the second time. <laughs> but if they came in your life, you believe the testimony about Christ and the cross. And you knelt down. You washed by the feet of the word. I said, I believe this word. And you pray sinner's prayer. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you pray that prayer, a reality became real. You start acting like a child of God. When he asks you, are you born again? He says, I'm born again. And the moment you say that regularly, day in, day out, the reality becomes more solid, more real to you. Do you know that everything you get from God is that same way? The way you believe the world of salvation, you had, you believed, and you confessed with your mouth, Lord Jesus Christ. And you moved towards that thing, and the reality of salvation came to your life. You took those four steps. That's what you did. That's what I did. God says, just reenact the same thing every day. But don't be in a hurry. See, a lot of us are so in a hurry, like instant noodles. You just want it sharp, sharp. No. <laughs> Spend time to know him. And that's why I like the program of baptism, new Christian reality, and all of that training. Is to engage your heart. Once you know him and you know his ways, everything is easy. <laughs> no, the Bible says concerning Moses, the children of Israel saw the acts of Moses, of God, but Moses knew his ways. God is saying to you, know my way. Know me intimately. And once you know God intimately, faith to be deployed is very easy. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 4.2 says, the word that was preached to them did not profit them. Do you think God just wasted his time preaching to the people of Israel? No. The Bible says to us, he took them out. He took them out to take them in. He brought them out to take them in. Child of God, God also took all of us out of the kingdom of darkness to take us in to his kingdom. There's a feast of the world. There's a feast of mercy. There's a feast of increase. There's a feast of liberty. There's a feast of fruitfulness that God has prepared for all of us in this season. There's a feast of increase, of enlargement, of rest. The Bible says there remained a rest. Child of God, in this year that we're talking about, there's a rest for you. There's a place that God has reserved for you. <laughs> Let me say this to you. 
even in the midst of adversity like this, God knew you'll be in Nigeria. Do you know that? <laughs> God knew the indices would be like this. Or you think of an accident. No. God knew you're going to be in Confederate's house today. God knew everything about you. You know, I was talking to a pastor of mine. I said, if the word of God does not work in Nigeria, when we get to heaven, we tell God, God is partial. We said, we said uh, see, oh, see, I'm that brazen. Not because I'm proud. That if we do everything what says we should do, and not produce the kind of result that we say we, we produce, we can say to God, everyone, you have not tried for us. So. <laughs> I was listening to a man, I met a friend yesterday at the function, and he was talking about a friend, that, a senior friend that I knew, who was believing God for something special. And he said, God, you have not performed now. <laughs> that if we ask for this X, and you have not done it, if you ask for S plus Y, ah, what's all this? It was a man that loves God. Not knowing as time was talking, the X was on his door. X was there. And when X came, he worshipped again. I said, Lord, I'm sorry to have doubted you. Our God is awesome. Our God is faithful. But you must do your part. God has prepared that that woman with issue of blood will be healed by Jesus Christ. It was in this part of the assignment. Every prayer you ever will pray that God will answer, it was because it was his perfect will from the foundation of the world. But God expects to move towards him in faith. God expects you to do your part. It would be a shame for us to get to heaven and God says, we prepared this for you. Prepared this for you, but you didn't take it. I believe this teaching is coming to all of us, including my own self, for us to be charged afresh, to be engaged afresh, to say, Lord, maybe for some of you, many start taking those baby steps towards God in faith, in worship. And it could be this season with God, these new streams, maybe I don't understand it fully, but Lord, enlighten me. I want you to please bow your head now as we pray. And I want you to pray in the spirit, not just in understand, just pray in the spirit. We, we need to engage God, we need to engage God and his spirit right now. I, I believe as we pray in the spirit, God will begin to speak to you. God begins to speak to you. 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 Specifically. <laughs> Munko supragela ne katuzo suta ligralieda ne ekozo sapragalie inge zasagela ika drolo sahika dundo brokondista tiangreba nezo story brengalendo suta ligralendo no buhusutaga miko sutaga bragelendo shagande ekuzo nekozo sadika yeke nezusto ndoloboza sagelari nalialo ndoloso saga gendo sutaga lendo shagela bundroso sagage probege broondo sutanga ligralede broonde adika maniko ndros bragelando sakai galia Zinde gila ingo ndo omezo sunda lamande Bragelendo sutelamande le katayaba Enga nie gazuso maanga le katayamande Mazuso pragale mandeha The Lord said to say to you, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, <laughs> I'm here 
I'm not just here to help, to look at you, but to help you. He said, the new season of this new stream, I'm going to come to you and take you by the hand and lead you in the path that I prepare for you. But say, you need to be calm. You need to be calm. You need to rest in my love. Rest in my love. <laughs> I said, every time I come to you, believe my testimony. Say, I will come. I will come. I will come. I will come. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. And there's a season of glory. God said, there's somebody here I'm going to make over before the end of this year. I'm going to make you over. I'm going to make you over. I'm going to make you over. <laughs> that even you will be surprised once I'm done with you. You'll be surprised. Lord, we thank you. Maybe you are here this morning. You have not yet given your life to Christ. See, everything we have shared about, you cannot assess unless you belong to the kingdom of God. Every grace that the woman at the, with the issue of blood experienced, you cannot assess except you walk through the bloodline under the blood of Jesus Christ. So if you are here this morning, you want to give your life to Christ, I want you to just pray this prayer with me. I want you to put your right hand over your heart as a sign of submission. Just put your right hand over your heart and pray this prayer with me. I say, Lord Jesus, I come to you now. I humble myself under your word and your authority. I submit to your word this morning. I believe you pay the price for my sin. I declare with my mouth, you are Lord over my life and you are my God. I renounce sin and the devil and I make the Lord Jesus Christ Lord over my life. I receive you. I receive your love. I receive your forgiveness. And I thank you for accepting me today. I give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. If you pray that prayer with all your heart, I want to please ensure you engage. Now, I'm sorry, some information we've given to you about how to take the next step. Please don't leave the church without taking that next step. Is that okay? And for those of us, I want you to pray. Ask God, let your spirit of love blow over me afresh. Let the spirit wind blow over me afresh. To grant me insight. To grant me insight. 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 Lord, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. We thank you for your word that's come to us. We receive it with meekness. I will thank you for helping us. Thank you for the new streams. Thank you for the overflow that is coming to us. Lord, thank you for preparing your church for this season. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We thank you for the settlement of this house. We thank you because you come to help him and bless him.